Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. There is a carnita stand by my head. Have I told you about this carnita stand, Jordan? No, let's hear about it. There's a carnita stand by my house. And you know, like you can get carnitas at any taqueria or taco stand or taco truck like yeah fairly common meat preparation but they usually it's a usually it's a it's like a make ahead you know what i mean they're not making the carnitas on the truck or sometimes Mm -hmm. not even in the restaurant you know what i mean unless it's a carnitas this stand is just a carnitas stand so it's just a giant you know kettle right like a giant copper Mm -hmm. kettle oh yeah that's they're poaching pork and lard and then they scoop it out they ask you what kind you want because there's different kinds of carnitas depending on what part of a pig you want you ask mixed and then they sell it to you by the pound (laughs) wow can you is that the only can you get it on a taco or a torta or something or is it just are you just buying bags of meat they will put it on a tortilla for you but Mm -hmm. that's not what the stand is there for (laughs) gotcha you know what i mean yeah and so, do you want to know how much of a pound of carnitas I will eat? Oh boy! Okay, so are you are you just eating it out of the bag, or yeah, well, not exclusive? I mean, yes, but not exclusively. Are you Does taking that make it? Sense? Are you, uh, so, like yeah. when they put it in the bag for me? Mm-hmm. It is a bag. I am, too. I'm 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 presuming it's a bag. I was imagining a bag. Usually, you get it in a brown what's paper the re- bag. What's yeah. the receptacle? Brown okay. paper, like a see-through from from fat brown paper right. bag. Uh, yes, I am eating it out of there. I do bring it home. So theoretically, I'm buying a pound and I'm bringing it to my family for dinner. So you could have one for the you know while you're buying. I'm assuming this is close. So you could have one for the family and then one for the walk home. So I picked it up. You t- can you take down a whole pound on the walk home? I picked it up around three o'clock in the afternoon for dinner mm-hmm. on my way, on my way home, and I ate. I hadn't eaten that much lunch, so I ate a taco while I was there. I got, ordered a pound of carnitas mm-hmm. and a taco, right? In addition, while they were packing up the pound, I ate the taco. So I went ahead and took down the taco. Then, yes, I ate some carnitas with my hands on my while I was driving home, sticking a sticking a bare hand in there. Oh. Like, like, like Winnie the Pooh getting honey, <laughs> yeah, getting honey Just, from the tree. My head is stuck in the carnitas jar, right? And then, oh, somebody draw it! Somebody out there draw it! I brought it home. I got it all the way to the house, and I did eat some more between then and dinner mm-hmm. because it's you know you're passing by. What, are you going to not eat it? You know uh, what I mean? It would be ridiculous. It's right there. Yeah. It's poached in lard. Could not eat it, but... You... Is that really an optional situation, Jordan? Realistically. So how, how how much would you say... So you have this one pound bag that... Yeah. That how much would is... I say other members of my family ate? Is Okay, is the bag gone? Yeah, it's done. Done okay, so. bag's done. Yeah, yeah it's so between you and the nine or ten other members of your family. Yeah, so I have three children, two mm-hmm. dogs, and one wife. That's mm-hmm. the members of my family. They all right. got some. 
They all had access to it. Mm-hmm. I would say they ate. Now, remember that I did eat a taco before. Are you adding this to the, are you going to add this to the pound as you're calculating this? Well, that's part of what I ate. Mm-hmm. But what they ate, I would say, would be, I'm going to give generously four ounces. And okay. this meat is gone. Overall, right. overall, the meat is gone. Mm-hmm. Done. No more. There's none so, left. So There's you, some onions and cilantro left if you want that. Uh, I don't. Some tiny <laughs> lemon wedges. You know what? I do want it. <laughs> put it in the mail. <laughs> oh, great. You know what? I'll drive it Stick over it to Bungalow the... Heaven. Stick... I'm on my oh, yeah. way to Pasadena right now, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it on my porch. <laughs> Just put it in a brown paper bag, light the bag on fire, and ring your doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll be disappointed when it's not dog shit. <laughs> oh, usually when this happens, it's dog shit. Yeah, I don't know. Is three quarters of a pound of carnitas too much carnitas to eat before you record a comedy podcast? Boy, yeah. Are you going to, if you, if you go to sleep, mm-hmm. here's what we'll do. I guess we're not doing this in person. We're doing this over Zoom. So maybe we'll see if Brian can get us a little filter that'll put a sleeping cap on your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, me and our guest will slowly tiptoe out of the podcast. Don't wake don't wake him up. He had a big day. He had a big day and he's all tuckered out from eating pork. <laughs> tomorrow. Shh. Tomorrow I'm at the doctor mm-hmm. and he says, Well, uh, the results from your sleep study are in and uh you died three times. <laughs> Is your doctor Sam Elliott? <laughs> you died of pork <laughs> you're suffering from a condition called pork death yes you're you're now in a state of living pork death <laughs> you'll actually die come the next full moon the chinese would say that the hogs have stolen your breath <laughs> who's this doctor you're going to <laughs> he's a really intense doctor yeah <laughs> anyway should we introduce our guest on the show? I would love to. Our guest on the program uh, is a celebrated uh, writer of animation, including most recently as a story editor of the television program Jellystone. Very funny show for the whole family. Ben Gruber. Hi, Ben. Oh, my God. Hello. I want to get right into meat talk. Um, Thanks, Ben. Meat. <laughs> I mean, meat. Talk. Thanks for getting serious. <laughs> I have moved away from Los Angeles about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. Now, as you know, Los Angeles had become a haven of the birria taco, which is, of course, some sort of a stewed meat that you would, they would uh, stick in a tortilla, they would grill it, and you would dip it into a consomme, if you will. Mm-hmm. Some yes. sort of a consomme. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sort of a consomme, yeah. Um, now. So what was this, like a... Some kind of consomme? <laughs> yeah, like a consomme. Yeah. I kind of wanted to, we should all say it. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you, listening at home, say consomme. <laughs> say it to your loved ones. So, so I'm just crushing birria tacos left and right. Yeah. That's the only Where thing you, getting me through the, the pandemic. Where's, um, your, where's, your, where's your birria coming from? Well, there was that truck over near Silver Lake that would sometimes park under a bridge. 
Um, I've been to that one. I've been to that bridge truck. It yes, rules. Yes, the bridge truck right. was awesome. I love to support a troll-owned business. <laughs> yeah. So to get the tacos, you have to answer three riddles. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes and, these annoying billy goats come by. Anyway. Then there was a, a store opened up in Burbank that started to mm-hmm. sell them. Um, right. Next to uh, what's that Cuban bakery that everybody loves? Portos. Portos. Portos exactly. Mm. They had them, and then they started making birria ramen, oh, which wow. is so Jesus good, yeah. so salty. Yeah. Uh, talk about uh, the Walking Death. I mean, <laughs> my doctors yeah. were not happy. Uh, but anyhow, so I've moved to upstate New York. Right. Not birria tacos here. Uh. And it's been a problem, a real, a real bad problem. I've been yeah. driving to, to like other upstate towns to try to find <laughs> like, tacos. I like the idea <laughs> that you're like, God, I gotta find some birria. Uh, you know, I bet they have that Woodstock. <laughs> 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 gotta get my ass to get... Albany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, I bet the tacos are hard to come by, but you probably. Find a lot of beautiful apples you can pluck right from the tree. I, there was a beautiful orchard near me that also hosts concerts. Uh, the Decemberists will be playing there soon. Uh, and oh. some other folks. <laughs> you had um, an apple orchard? I, That's a little, is, that for, is that for On the Nose Fest? Every year I miss I miss, I miss, I miss, I miss getting tickets to On the Nose Fest. Yeah. Um, the, the newspaper described the people playing there as if it were the, the playlist of um, – the character from the OC. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm, you know, despite this, this is one of this is a thing that I totally missed. Despite being from Orange County, I don't really know anything that went on on the television show The OC, and I realize it was a big cultural moment. Uh, yeah, but I just I have no I have no OC facts in my head. It's the same, Ben. Just so you know, it's the same for me and Nash Bridges. Despite the <laughs> fact that I'm from San Francisco, I don't know it very much at all about our most important cultural export do you know about the movie grind no does that register with you two at all i only san francisco the only san francisco thing that i really know about frankly is star trek for the voyage home which i know a ton about probably too much about (laughs) i am familiar with mtv's the grind (laughs) yeah um which if you're if you're (laughs) if you're a you know a young man coming of age in you know 1992 1993 and yeah you know obviously erotica is hard to come by yeah it's tough you, you have to go out and find it in the woods before yeah. the internet or in a pinch you can crack it to the grind yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day at the end of the day as long as you don't lose your boner when you hear high nrg music <laughs> <laughs> so there um i grew up in philadelphia and there was a local version of the grind, like an American bandstand kind of thing. Wow. Or whatever. I cannot remember what the name of it was. It was just hot Eagles fans shaking their yeah, asses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shaking their asses and throwing batteries. <laughs> <laughs> but the Sorry, you were saying. algebra teacher at my high school, his daughter was a regular on the show. Wow. She went by the moniker of Princess. Mm-hmm. And can you guess who she would dress up as uh, every single episode? I mean, my uh, first thought I'm... is Prince Valiant. <laughs> well, you're, you're sort of in the right thing. Prince. Oh. So she would wear, like, purple outfits and the, the fringy thing that would, like, hang in front of her face. 
but boy, did I have like a real puberty thing with her. And then the algebra teacher brought her into school. Wow. Was wow. she dressed as Prince? <laughs> yeah. Did you do a demonstration? She had her thing. Yes. He's like, if you uh, see uh, her hips move, it's really all just algebra. It's all just angles, folks. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. really is a, like, that really is a genre of television that I don't think still exists anymore uh, that I would broadly call horny dancing. Isn't that just what TikTok is? Like, hasn't, yes. isn't that why? I think that's completely hasn't true. that yes. sort of energy just. Yeah. And I, then, I so watched you it. Can, and then I, so you can, like, um, you know, so you can kind of watch other horny young people and then uh, learn if you have ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> I watched. Which, which is hot. <laughs> the H I watched a hot. ton of Soul Train as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it, what's in what was powerful to me about Soul Train is it had that amazing animated train with the theme song by MFSB. Uh, that you know, Soul Train. That song and the the train is coming down the tracks. Mm-hmm. And when you're young enough, it's like one of those things where you're not sure what kind of show it is because it seems like a cartoon show but it's also giving you prepubescent horniness right and there's music then cool in the gang is doing celebration <laughs> it's like a very mixed experience sure. now imagine that same opening but with that like one of the first movies ever shot of that train coming towards you um, oh, yeah. and like somebody like speaking through one of those megaphones going like soul train <laughs> celebrate good times come on with your baby <laughs> and you're watching it on a sheet projected in a tent <laughs> there is a video i feel like i i have i feel like there i have brought this up on jordan jesse go before because mm-hmm. it's just an important part of my lived experience right. but there is a video on youtube that is just a compilation of Rosie Perez dancing on Soul Train. Yes. And the thing about Rosie Perez as a dancer is like Rosie Perez was a good dancer. Like, don't get me wrong. But like Rosie Perez's dancing was not about her moves or her like grace or like, like really what it's about is her fucking making a face that is so intensely sexual that you can't watch it without sweating. Like I think a, I think a heterosexual woman would break out in a cold sweat from the intensity of the sexuality that comes out of this video of Rosie Perez dancing. And it truly like, it's so seared into my very sense of being <laughs> from having watched it <laughs> that, like, I don't think any TikToker could ever generate that that amount of do that feel, amount of feeling. Do you feel like downtown Julie Brown brought that to you at all, or uh... I mean, she did, but it's it's nothing. It's n- truly okay. nothing. In fact, I would argue that there is no human experience <laughs> that can compare in intensity to watching this video, even just in the little, not even in cinema mode on YouTube, just in the regular little window. You'd Not full screen, not the bigger one that goes across the top, just the little one. 
and how so are you just given that this is such a part of your being do you do you get excited every time she pops up as a supporting character in an HBO Max original? Yeah, I mean, you, absolutely, one hundred percent, yes. <laughs> when you watch White Man Can't I, Jump, do you bust? <laughs> White Man Can Bust. <laughs> they can't jump. <laughs> when she's live tweeting boxing matches, I have feelings. It is like such an extraordinary. It is such an extraordinary, an extraordinary phenomenon. It is like nothing, nothing else in the world. Just her making faces at the camera. Um, Ben, I'm sorry you can't get the tacos you love so much. Um, (laughs) but you, you are a man I know. I, I, from knowing you socially, I know that you are passionate about food. Very. Uh, what are the, what, we've talked about the downsides. What are the upsides to living in upstate New York when it comes to- Well, let me say this. I'm, I'm hip deep in chicken parm. I am. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like real deep into it. Like- yeah, I forgot. Like, so I had moved from the East Coast, you know, to California, and and you're, you know, there's a lot of great food there, obviously, but your red sauce Italian, a little bit lacking. Come back here, yeah. just busting moves on parms left and right, every kind wow. of parm. That's great. I'm, you know, I'm a few hours away from Buffalo, so obviously the Buffalo wing game is very strong here, and because I'm also kind of close to Canada. The poutine game is very strong here. Interesting. Oh, so basically, you know, great. everything that'll kill you is great. <laughs> it's great here. Sure. <laughs> there's um, a there's a place here. It, it's sort of halfway between my house and our office that is called East Side Italian Deli, and at East Side Italian Deli, which is in a neighborhood that can only be described as not a neighborhood, like it is. <laughs> It is basically on like a weird island in a freeway, like sort of near Dodger Stadium, uh, like in an in an abandoned strip mall. Like it's very weirdly placed, and it's just one of those things that has just been there for a hundred years or something, uh, while like cities grew and f- empires grew and fell around it. <laughs> uh, and you go in there and you order a chicken parm sandwich. Uh, or you order a meatball sub and you are just surrounded by dudes that could beat you up at any moment. Not just are capable of, but it's like it's imminent. Like mm-hmm. these dudes are just firefighters and police officers and just other people who are mad at you for seeming too artistic. <laughs> And it is so that, worth Jesse, it. Jesse, just don't just put down the jazz hands when you walk in there. <laughs> you don't have to walk in with jazz hands. I'm here they for a pop. They frame my face, Jordan. They frame my face. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you Give know I look chunky palm. without the jazz hands. <laughs> but like seriously, I will go I will go into East Side Italian Deli. Like if if I'm if for whatever reason I have to be home in the morning and then at the office in the afternoon. I will go to Eastside Italian Deli on my way to the office and I will eat an entire like meatball sub, Mm. just like the full thing, you know, nine inches of meatball sub. And then I will eat an entire to go container of, uh, of potato salad, like mayonnaise potato salad. And then I will eat an entire gigantic chocolate chip cookie (laughs) because it's there. Like, just I'm, I'm worried. Like, appeared I'm, there. I'm concerned that this podcast is turning into some sort of 
mukbang podcast. <laughs> I did hear there was an episode recently. An insane meal. Yeah, there was an episode recently where you describe uh, making yourself a Sunday and then making yourself a second Sunday. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I did do that. I have a pretty healthy lifestyle. Like, I want to be clear. Yeah. Like, outside of my commitment to eating ice cream on most days, like, I eat a lot of vegetables. I eat a lot of fresh fruit. Um, I don't eat a ton of carbs as a general rule. Don't eat a ton of bread. No, not a lot of simple carbohydrates other than the the ice cream. Um, but yeah, I, I do occasionally <laughs> eat twelve ounces of carnitas. <laughs> so good. I had I I had this realization recently that I kind of decided a little while ago that I'm okay with lunch being a boring meal. Right. Like lunch just kind of being sustenance to get throughout the day and if and the time to have a little fun is dinner. Or the time to have a little fun is breakfast because you can kind of recoup from it, you know. Sure. Um or pull out I of the nose dive. And I love having fun at breakfast. Mm-hmm. I, I, sure. <laughs> so I found a um a diner. I dropped my my daughter off at school in the morning and then I drive by a stone quarry. And across from the stone quarry <laughs> is a diner that's like up on a cliff and you drive up a hill Ooh. <laughs> and it's this very old diner and uh, they put brown gravy on their uh, home fries. Just Dang, glop bro. it in brown gravy and it's the best Man. goddamn uh, thing <laughs> in the world. Take take me to the quarry diner. <laughs> and it's full of quarry people. Who talk <laughs> about folk? <laughs> who who uh, like to bring up George Soros a weird amount? But oh okay. no, okay. But okay. that brown gravy, that brown yeah, gravy. I mean, you can you can you can hear about the new world order if it means getting some of that good brown. I mean, I think that I think that oh, that I it, can, listen, I can hear I can hear a screed about globalists <laughs> if it means. Snacking on some of that good quarry brown, <laughs> that rocky brown. Um, I I, I, so I realized as a result of of just kind of deciding that l- for me a boring lunch is kind of the best way to go. I've eaten like two sandwiches in the past five years. I just don't eat, what? but I know I'm missing out on a world of of sandwiches. So can I tell you anyway. about sandwiches? I feel like. <laughs> Well, don't tell me you can eat them for dinner, because you can't. If you're going to propose that madness to me, you can shut your fool mouth. If you have access to a good sandwich store, Mm -hmm. a sandwich is great. You know, you go to a nice sandwich store that has good bread, yeah, good filling, but, like, honestly, like, the difference between good salami and and like really good salami and pretty good salami in a sandwich is, yeah, is modest. You're talking about, like, gabagol, like... Maybe prosciutto, uh, mortadelle, something like that. <laughs> Somebody's living in the Northeast. <laughs> so, like, I, I think you you have access little, to that. Uh, a little poly D, a little snooky, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, a little bit do, of that J-Wow. <laughs> I do feel like to eat quality at-home sandwiches mm-hmm. – requires a lifestyle because you have to eat enough of them to keep enough of the stuff on hand. You know what I mean? Like the, the, yeah, all you need of like the enough ingredients or yeah. whatever. Like you need to like, bulk yeah. ro- I guess if you can like freeze the rolls. Yeah. But then they're not as know. good if, if you, I mean, you can freeze them, but then they're I not agree. as good. 
They're going to become desiccated. But I have jars of pepper spread. I've got like that pep, the red, you know, the uh, the pe- the hot oh, pepper spread. Nice. I got that. Yeah. I got the, uh, the wait. Oil. So Ben, are you saying you do you do you do a you'll do a quality? You'll like put effort into a home sandwich, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm also back on the East Coast, where you know it's the home of the sure. hoagie. I can get an, yeah. a beautiful Italian sub, uh, but you could also just go to the Italian markets here and get all that stuff. But yeah, so I keep a hoagie dressing and hot pepper spread <laughs> in my house and aged provolone <laughs> at all times. Oh, that sounds great. I I applaud the commitment. I really do. And they do a beautiful roast pork thing up here, which is great. Oh, yeah? Called carnitas. <laughs> Called carnitas. And you dip it into a consomme. Can you get it by the sack? Meanwhile, I would love to just get a sack of meat. I can't even imagine it. Yeah, well, it'd be so great to. Get it's so meat. good. My mom used to. My mom used to do that. There was like a by my house when I grew where I grew up. There was like a corner store. You know how like some corner stores have like a little hot bar, like yeah. a liquor store will have like yeah. a little hot bar. The one by my house had a hot bar with uh, chicharrones and and carnitas, and you would you go buy carnitas by the pound in a brown paper bag. You know, that was like glistening and translucent, like a window in a log cabin. I feel like every food blog list of the best blank in blank has to contain one of those places that's like, go into a liquor store and knock on the janitor's closet. There's an old man who will be sleeping, but he's made some ribs. But like this, that's the thing. So like a corner store is fully capable of generating high quality sandwiches. Sure. It's just a matter of volume. They have mm-hmm. to meet a certain volume to be able to rotate the ingredient. Like you got to turn over the ingredients. That's the key issue. Like it's really not like the bread, there's going to be a difference between, you know, grocery store grocery store wheat bread and like a nice bread. But if they're getting a nice bread in, a nice You know, bread. it's mostly just mayonnaise. You know, but you gotta, you gotta yeah, that's just basically have why some you eat a sandwich. <laughs> lettuce and tomatoes on hand. You know mm. what I mean? Like they gotta be, you gotta be turning over the sprouts or whatever. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Look, when I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't fuck around about shit like this, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. You know that. We've known each other 20 Jer- years. Hey, you might be wrong about George Soros. <laughs> 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 or I might um, be right about George Soros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't know if enough about George Soros to continue this bit. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> so I, I've been I've been tentatively, like, to, you know, exploring my area. Yes. Um, That's be- really healthy, yes. then. Because At your I, age, it's healthy to explore your very, very area. Very tentatively. You know what? Try, try <laughs> gumming something a little and see if it's poisonous. <laughs> I just got the ultrasound, and uh, uh-huh. apparently everything's fine. But are we all doing different bits? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was doing a jack off thing. Jesse, what were you doing? I was doing like a baby exploring their surroundings <laughs> oh. through sensory play. Ben, what were you doing? I was doing I was doing a testicular cancer check. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we all did a cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> so whose was best? Impossible <laughs> to say. <laughs> well, easy enough to say, Jordan. None. <laughs> None were good. Sound off in the comments. Which bad bit did you like the best? <laughs> so if I go right outside my driveway, I head yes, into town. You're exploring your area. Yes, I head in, I head right outside my driveway. I head sort of towards Syracuse, which is a a, a decent sized town. Yeah. If I go left. It's all open farmland for miles and miles and miles and miles going on forever, sort of dotted with certain bars. 
and like you know or maybe you'll see a little diner and i want and they yeah. look very inviting so i've started to go into them but mm-hmm. i'm just terrified i was like these people like talk about places where people will beat the shit out of you <laughs> <laughs> these I'm are like, locals only this is like this is like trying to this is like trying to get in the breakers in a you know in like santa cruz or whatever and you're not a local like you're worried that you're gonna you step the, in there everybody's head is you don't have, the, you don't have the dog town tattoo yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's right you're not in the right Los Angeles Sheriff's Department gang. <laughs> so and and I also drive well, I still have my Los Angeles car which is a little a little mini. <laughs> yeah. And everyone else has giant pickups and shit like that. So I pull into the parking lot and I already feel a little bit weird, but uh so far I have not had the shit beat out of me. I got a great recommendation for a local gun club, which is cool. <laughs> oh yeah, shout them out, man. <laughs> Yeah, you, but I think Ben, you are you're a you're a you're a sweet man. You're one of the sweetest men I think I've ever had the pleasure of speaking oh, to. Oh, cutie! But you're also you're a you're a very big man. I think you could pa- and right now you know just for the people who aren't watching the stream, you're wearing a kind of a, a boatsman's <laughs> get up. <Yeah. laughs> it's a it's like a, a, a wool cap and a and a, a kind of a boating. So I bet you could. You could easily pass if you didn't. If they didn't see the mini, you could pass for a local northeast tough guy. Yeah, I can I make I, a recommendation, Ben? If you yeah. wanna, if you wanna get the respect of the room, yeah, just come in strong. Just you know, bust through yeah. the the you know flippy flappy door. Just walk up to the bar and throw a squid on there. <laughs> <laughs> In trade for a whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> My problem is, is a couple beers in, I start wanting to chat about the marvelous Miss Maisel. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the whole thing is... Oh, story um, of my life. Forget it. <laughs> Have you done quaint things? Like, what about apple cider donuts? That's a big Northeastern mm-hmm. food I've done a thing. ton. I, wait, I took my daughter on a, a tractor ride. Oh, yeah. Which is great. My wife had some friends that uh, lived in New Jersey. That we visited. Some from were buddies from college, and uh, the main experiences that I had there were that New Jersey is beautiful. New Jersey, the the famously gross state, is very beautiful. Depends where you are, but yes. <laughs> and also that apple picking is a great thing to do. It is a very fun, pleasant activity. <laughs> It's great. And here they've opened up um, their own distillery. So they make like apple vodka and stuff like that. Uh, So I was like crushing uh, Bloody Marys while picking apples with my daughter. (laughs) I'm going to grab that tractor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is really great. And a hot hot apple cider donut is uh, one of the great treats of all time. We, I had them at my wedding. Really? Is an apple cider donut a fried donut or a baked donut? It's a fried donut. Yeah. I mean, traditionally. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Jesse Go listeners know how I feel about the fucking bakers in the world of Richard Scarry who are baking donuts. Oh, boy. They, Don't, get fuck him. Don't get him started. Go fucking fuck <laughs> themselves with these baked donuts. Oh, Why boy. would you bake a donut? Just eat a cake. Jesse's going to start a Twitter war with Lowly Worm. <laughs> 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 Leave me out of it. I don't need a lowly worm in my mentions. <laughs> um, ben, are you when you 
inevitably have to come back to L.A. for a certain amount of time because of your uh, thriving show business career. What are the what are the L.A. foods and things that you're going to do as soon as you get back? Well, so I'm actually coming back next month um, and uh, I have started looking at um, uh, super efficiency. studio apartments sort of near you actually oh. that are so small that you actually have to have one of those murphy beds that pulls down okay <laughs> just to have, a, fl- have month, a flop you should come to my birthday yeah. <laughs> it's only three thousand dollars a month so it's i think it's pretty worth it and it's uh, what a deal <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um so no coming back next month obviously got to get some sushi got to hit sushi row and uh you know that a whole line of sushi restaurants in uh, like studio city uh-huh um Got to obviously have a birria taco. I mean, that's just yep. a given. Um, but then it's like, I just want to go to Tam O'Shanner. I just want to get cozy at Tam O'Shanner yeah. or, you know, get some prime rib in my tum-tum or Smokehouse. Oh, Smokehouse, yeah. The Tam O'Shanner, maybe my favorite restaurant in Los Angeles, is is like is a theme, re- a Scottish theme restaurant built in the 30s. Uh, famously a place where the original famous Disney animators used to hang out. Uh, they has like a table named after them with pictures that they all drew. Right. It was Walt's table. Up. Walt loved the table. Yeah. Right. And it's, the, it's where they decided they should slip some porno into the rescuers. <laughs> <laughs> Take down a couple of their famous Manhattans and slip a little porno into the rescuers. This is a restaurant where you go and if you go at lunchtime, uh, there is a man behind a screen who will carve a prime rib sandwich for you. And then there is a bar where you can get as much potato salad as you want. And it is a dream. This restaurant is a fucking dream. The potato salad thing was a mind bender when I realized what was happening. I was like, what? That you could just, just keep, take some? Keep mm-hmm. scooping? Yeah. <laughs> scooping just and scooping. scoop as much as you please, sir. <laughs> Oh, God, that's beautiful. What a beautiful experience it is to go there and have a man carve a sandwich for you off a loaf of prime rib. It's it's as cozy, and it kind of looks like Hogwarts inside. It's, yes. It's pretty and poor, there's these There's these poor people who are lifetime professional servers who are wearing comfort shoes and are 63 years old, but also are wearing like sexy highlander outfits uh-huh. from like 1960 <laughs> jesse do you think the next time you're there if you bring your own paper bag do you think you can get a pound of potato salad for the ride home jesus christ what i love that <laughs> just a, a brown paper bag glistening with mayonnaise mm-hmm. oh what a delight that would be i don't think they'd stop you i think you could do it <laughs> yeah you know what? Why do I could I could have him carve that prime rib right into the brown paper bag? My, flump, no, flump, my man, just put it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> bag it, could you bag it up for me? I brought my yeah. own bag. The uh, bread's at the bottom of the bag, so <laughs> yeah. I only eat out of a bag with my hands, so would you mind if I? That's what keto is, right? <laughs> I think Eating that's out right. of a bag with your hands. A lot of people think that it's it's okay or healthy to eat all these fucking processed foods uh, that the you know food industrial complex feeds us. 
But what we really got to do is get back to the way the cavemen eat, which is they just plunge their face into a paper bag full right. of prime yes, rib. Exactly. <laughs> the paper bags were made out of uh, buffalo intestine, I believe, back then. But right. well, they it's used same all concept. the parts of the buffalo, yes. Yeah. Or a bird that said, it's a living. After it's a living. <laughs> Filled its mouth with you open its mouth rib. and jam meat into it. <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, guess what just came in my mail? <gasps> what? Magic spoon! Lucky, lucky duck. My spoon Love had gotten spoon. my Love spoons had gotten spoon. just fucking pedestrian. Oh man, just so earthbound, n- normal, normal ass muggle spoons. Oh, I hate muggle spoons. <laughs> Magic spoon is a breakfast cereal. Uh, that has all the taste of a treat cereal, all, all those all, all those sweetie treaty flavors that you remember uh, loving when you were a kid. Uh, but it's actually pretty responsible. Zero grams of sugar, 140 calories in a serving, 13, 14 grams of protein, which really gives it some kind of gives it some stick to your ribs in there and only four net grams of carbs. Yeah, really tasty. And you can build your own box. All kinds of great flavors. You got cocoa, fruity, frosted. Fruity and frosted are two separate flavors. I just said them yeah. together really quick. You can mix them. You can mix them. Hey, if you want fruity frosted, you just take a little bit of fruity, take a little bit of frosted. Boom. You got it. Peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, blueberry, cinnamon, plus the newly reformulated. Ooh, it's reformulated. Ooh, gimme honey nut flavor. I'll eat anything reformulated. I eat so many shampoos. Mm-hmm. Like when they when they improve a shampoo, I'll eat that for a little while, see how it goes. Maybe don't do that. Uh, but hey, what you can do is eat Magic Spoon. That honey nut flavor is, can be now added to Magic Spoon's permanent collection. That's right. It's in the roster. And all this stuff isn't just great for breakfast. You can have it as a midnight snack. I love to do that. If you got a little sweet tooth late at night, grab yourself a handful of Magic Spoon. You're going to be having... A good time. It's a big. It, this is this is big news for Honey Nut. He, I'm so happy for Honey Nut. You know, to be added to the permanent collection. This is like when you know the button down mind of Bob Newhart gets gets put in the Library of Congress. This is exactly that's what like we're that. talking this about. Is exactly here. like that. Yes. <sighs> Go to MagicSpoon.com/slash/JJGo to grab a custom bundle of cereal, and be sure to use our promo code JJGo at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. That's magicspoon.com slash JJGo and use the code JJGo to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. We're also supported this week by the good people at BetterHelp. Now, Jordan. Yes. You and I both love and need therapy. Both. I agree with you. Yes, you're correct. And we've both benefited immensely from therapy. We are big therapy advocates here at Jordan Jesse Go. There are many great ways 
to get therapy. You go to a community clinic. You could see somebody in private practice. You could, you know, look, there's a lot of, you could go to your, your, your health center at your university. There's a lot of ways to get therapy. And uh, one, the one that is sponsoring this podcast is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than most in-person therapy, and you can give it a try to see if online therapy can help you out, whether it's because you're having major issues or minor issues. You know, like uh, therapy is not just helpful for, you know, uh, major depression, for example, although it is helpful for that. Uh, it's also helpful just to help you deal with stress, help you unburden yourself. Like I, I know that uh, I have gotten a lot out of therapy when I was truly in crisis. Uh, I've also gotten a lot out of therapy uh, when I wasn't in in crisis. That was the time that that helped me build the relationships that uh, got me through crises, and also the time that I was able to like really make personal growth a priority. Yeah, it's a really, really awesome uh, thing to have in your life. And uh, yeah, if you're going through a tough time, it's awesome to have. But uh, even if you're not going through a tough time, you, you're you building a great foundation for when one of those tough times uh, inevitably springs up. You have a support system and you have techniques. Uh, it, it's really great. And, and we hope that if it's something you're considering that you check it out. And uh, BetterHelp is one way to do that. Jordan Jesse Go listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash JJGo. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash JJGo. We also have a message up on the Jumbotron this week. That's where our listeners can offer messages to our listeners. We have a message here from Kate for Ethan. Jordan, would you like to read this message this week? I'm going to give you the chance to read this. I would love to. Hey, Chook, I front you. Turns out you did hear about it on the Jordan Jesse Go Jumbotron. Love your lovey-o. Well, (laughs) these two sound fun. (laughs) Hey, Jordan, Hmm. can I tell you something? Hmm. Something I've been meaning to tell you for a long how long we've we been working together boy 14 15 years at this point i mean ju- that's just on jordan jesse go because we started 20 years ago yeah on college it's gotta Radio, be it's right? gotta be gotta be somewhere around there so i just i just want to say something that i've been meaning to say i've been scared to say it frankly mm-hmm. until kate really i just chuke i front you <laughs> thank there, you i said it i <laughs> got you. up chuke i thank front you. you thank you love you <laughs> <laughs> Or Lovo. Lovo. Could be Lovo. Love. And anyway, I think I love you sounds, it rolls off the tongue a little bit better for, for me. Well, I for don't know. Me? I kind of like Lovo. It reminds me of uh, the Thundercats. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, hey, whether you're a Lovo or a Lovio, you can get your message on the Jumbostron. Isn't uh, Carrie Kenny's dad one of the Thundercats? I don't know. Carrie Kenny would... Silver from Reno 911 in the state, among that, other things. That would be really I think cool. Her dad is a Thundercat. I think Neat. he's Lovo nice. from the Thundercats. <laughs> Good old Lovo. Okay. Well, if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's maximumfun.org slash Jumbotron. Well, look, tell your Lovo you fraunch them. Tell your Lovo. Tell, tell, tell the world who your favorite Thundercat is. I, is it... you, know what the only, you know why we don't make more money with these Lovo messages, Jordan? Hmm. I mean, really, let's be honest. 
we make most of our money on Jordan Jesse Go by charging people a hundred dollars to tell someone they love them. Yes. That's our main source of income mm-hmm. on this show. The reason you know what the reason that we don't do it more is? Hmm. Because in any given couple, there are two people. Right. One who listens to Jordan Jesse Go. And one who's angry and confused if right. their partner listens to that If they, show. like, accidentally hear some or their like, partner the fuck is, is describing this? something that was what happening. What is this? Why are you telling me about this? <laughs> Says one loving partner to another. No radio lab exists. God damn it. <laughs> Why do you listen to those men? <laughs> MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. That's not very lovey-o of them. Tell your chook you fraunch them. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. I'm Ben Gruber. I'm a New Yorker now. Hey, Ben's walking <laughs> here. Benny! Why are you a slice? <laughs> Something about the bagels in the water. <laughs> How are your many cousins? <laughs> Tell me about those many cousins. <laughs> Let's open up this fire hydrant. It's summer. And to be clear, I'm not talking about your numerous cousins. I'm talking about your tiny little cousins. Hey. Your mini cousins. <laughs> Who am I? Pizza Rat, how you doing? <laughs> I haven't seen you around in a while. <laughs> I was in jail. <laughs> oh, no, Pizza Rat, what happened? <laughs> For tax evasion. <laughs> ben, what would you say is your number one favorite bodega cat? My number one? Uh, actually, named Cleopatra. Oh. Um, it used to like to jump on my girlfriend's shoulder and chew on her hair. Oh, that rolls. Yeah. That sounds great. Cleopatra was great. Sounds like a winner. Man, I went to the Pasadena City College flea market today, and I it, it had been closed for a long time. And this is maybe like the third or fourth month that it's been open. And uh, I, it's my favorite. And I had forgotten about this, but... Um, there's this truck that comes from the Pasadena Humane Society full of dogs. And they just park this truck and bring these fucking dogs out and you can go pet them. And dear Lord, God, I want to take those dogs home. God, I want to yeah. buy a dog from these people. Oh, I want to give them my $200 and take a dog. Oh, so bad. You've got a bunch of animals, right? I got two dogs already. That's yeah, a third children. dog. What's a third dog? <laughs> the children are the wild animals in my house. <laughs> Wait, am I hosting a podcast with Dave Barry now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> finally. <laughs> Man, I wish I wish we were hosting a podcast with Dave Barry. Man, Dave yeah. Barry used to come on uh, when I worked on this radio show, West Coast Live. Dave Barry's brother uh, was the musician on the show often. Uh, and he was uh, he was married to he was married married to my boss Dave Barry's brother Sam Barry lovely man Dave Barry used to come around a lot you know when he had a book or whatever and you know how like you would kind of imagine Dave Barry would be like in a best case scenario like kind of a sweet funny dork you know what I mean just like funny mm-hmm. and just charming and pleasant and and just like a just like a kind of dude that would like uh give you a hug when he saw you cuz that is exactly what Dave Barry is like man Dave Barry is just the nicest fucking dude 
you're just like, wait, a, wait. It's like when you meet Weird Al and, and he's so nice. You're just like, yeah, thanks for thanks for doing this. <laughs> like, I appreciate it. Thanks for brightening my 12-year-old year. <laughs> uh, can I tell you that uh, – so Weird Al was in my Amazon show um, way back. Man, could that guy take down a pizza? <laughs> oh, yeah. Weird oh, Al. God just, bless him. Just – absolutely wow. mowing entire pies incredible like his own pie yeah basically he'll eat a full large wow. pie just throw that thing in a brown paper bag and hand it to weird <laughs> al he'll take it down <laughs> i'm trying to think are there any weird al pizza songs there seems like it seems like there would be a whole album not, right? at some point like a like a like a album length rush parody but it's all about pizza <laughs> just pizza right yeah it's like a flaming lips thing. You have to play it on three different yeah. uh, boom boxes <laughs> Today, you simultaneously. Tom Saucer concept album. It gets yeah, high on you. Like uh, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. That's that's about as good as yeah. we're gonna do. <laughs> I mean we're no weird Al. That's why that's he's true. weird Al yeah. and we're not. I don't know he's enough about rap. Pretty good at rapping too. <laughs> what the pretty fuck? Good at weird rapping. Al. How is Weird Al the one pretty good at like pretty good at like metal singing? How is Weird Al like the one guy before the one white dude before like 2012 that like did comedy rap respectfully, <laughs> like respected yeah. rap as an art form? <laughs> I think that's Weird Al's thing. He's respectful. I know, so respectful. Really got that's a lot he, of admiration. Yeah, that's for why him. he's he's gone through that entire career with only a few beefs to his <laughs> What kind so. of pizza would would Weird Al take down, Ben? You know, it was a couple of years ago. I can't remember. I want to say it was a pepperoni, but I'm not sure. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want you to misrepresent this, Ben. I, I don't. I don't want to smear the the poor man. You're not a rumor monger, but I hope that it's represented in his new uh, the new bio movie that's being made uh, mm-hmm. about him. I, I'm hoping that Harry Potter is just throwing back pies right <laughs> is harry potter playing weird al in a in a bio movie harry yes playing weird al. Yes. good for him to the delight of to live all 12 year olds <laughs> harry potter is playing weird al just a 12 year old mm. supernova yeah god what a beautiful what a beautiful thing uh when something momentous happens to you like you find out what kind of pizza weird al takes down i could see him taking down a hawaiian pizza because well, he got the shirts oh yeah, yeah sure sure I will say this. He was wearing a Hawaiian shirt while taking down the pizza. Wow. I just wish I could remember what kind of pizza it was. And it's not just, I mean, not just because of the shirts. I feel like that's the most irreverent pizza. It is. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. It has a genial irreverence that I associate with Weird Al. Do you think it's sillier than like when they take a bunch of uh, meatballs and like make a happy face with them on the pizza? No, that's mm, insane. That that, that's pizza. insane. That's insane, Ben. <laughs> okay. That's not irreverent. That's against God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's in Deuteronomy. Thou shalt not make a happy face of, of sausages. Thou shalt not make a craven image of man on the pie. <laughs> Man's image must not appear on pie. Thou shalt not eat thy pie with a knife and fork. Yes. Thou shalt not make a craven image of man on the pie. Yes, <laughs> so saith Papa John. <laughs> Wait, Papa John wrote a book of the Bible? Is this this is one of yeah. the Gnostic Gospels? Yeah. <laughs> the Dead uh... Sea Scroll is just about pizza, and Papa John wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> the Dead Sea Scroll is basically just a menu. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Render <laughs> unto little Caesar. <laughs> Where's little Caesars? Yes. <laughs> okay. When something momentous happens to you, give us a call or uh, 206-984-4FUN or just send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Here's one of those momentous occasions right now. Hey, this is Josh calling from Yuma, Arizona. I was just listening to the most recent episode and heard uh, Jesse talk about spring training and how only rich kids go there. Uh, as well as great baseball names. So I just wanted to share that uh, as a lifelong San Francisco Giants fan, I just went to spring training games for the first time in my life. And um, I have a, a momentous occasion to report, which Jesse will appreciate. And that is that my daughter was able to get an autograph from Brandon Crawford. Now, we did not plan in advance for this in any way. So she got her autograph on a piece of notebook paper signed with a green gel sparkle pen. She reported to me afterwards that uh, she told Brandon Crawford that she loved him so much, he did not respond, and all of the boys who were waiting for autographs, she was the only girl, looked at her funny after that. Thanks. What a load of bullshit. Fuck you, boys. (laughs) This is is something she's going to treasure for the rest of her life she got. Brandon Crawford's autograph in green sparkle gel pen. What else would you want to get that man's autograph in? You want it on notebook paper and green sparkle pen. It seems like the most, the, the it's the fanciest of all inks, right? So it would be you like the, a huge yeah, It's got occasion. diamonds inside it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the fanciest of all shortstops. Ground, <laughs> ground up diamonds. Yeah. You know what? This is, I'm really ashamed of the boys. I'm changing the rules to my treehouse. No yeah. boys, no boys allowed. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you very much. Flip, flip the script on them. That's what I yeah. say. <laughs> the boys are not and back in town. The boys are not. Thank you, Ben. The boys are not. It's empty at Dino's Bar and Grill. <laughs> the, there's no boys in this town. There's a video on. Well, there's two. There's two really high quality things about San Francisco Giants shortstop Brandon Crawford. I mean, he's a great ball player. Certainly. Uh, one is that there is a, a picture of him as like a five or six year old um, at Candlestick Park when the Giants had announced that they were going to move to Tampa Bay, Florida, which is like the most traumatic moment of my entire childhood, including the time that my father was at the bottom of the stairs screaming up the stairs that my mother had kidnapped me. And it was definitely worse <laughs> when the Giants said they were going to move to Tampa. Um but uh, uh, there's this there's this incredible picture that ran in the San Francisco Chronicle of Brandon Crawford, the now Giants shortstop, as a six year old holding a sign begging the owner of the Giants not to move them to Florida. And he is the most beautiful, adorable six year old. Uh, that is one good thing. But there is this video of him as like a twenty year old or twenty two year old when he was in like Double A, a minor league baseball player, just a local TV thing. Uh, that's just him doing his infield practice, but his infield practice is just him doing like 20,000 like crazy Harlem Globetrotters things, catching ground balls. And it really speaks to my desire in my heart for that to be the best way to practice sports. That like anytime athletes are not in a game, they're like shooting backwards with their back to the hoop or like, you know, jumping off a trampoline to do a slam dunk or like catching the ball in their armpit. You know what I mean? Just showing the generals who's boss. Exactly. Like 
It seems, it seems like it feels right that doing crazy stuff would make you good at doing regular stuff, right? And seeing Brandon Crawford, a great shortstop, do this, and he's not like doing it as a gag, like he is trying to practice, doing crazy stuff to practice. I just love it because it it makes me imagine that that's what's happening behind the behind the scenes in all sports leagues. What would you do if you saw him shag a fly ball into a bag full of meat? Oh God, I'd have to buy myself a new pair of trousers. Yeah, you would bust. Talk about busting. You would bust. You'd bust. <laughs> yeah, no question about that. I'd split my seams. If you know what I'm talking about. Uh, ben has as a noted as a noted cartoon professional. If you got to like stoke your daughter with any special privileges, if you got to like introduce her to the snowman that Josh Gad plays or something. Oh, like has she met any anyone? Yeah, has she just gotten? Has she? Have you been able to give her any of the perks of being in the cartoon business? No, and I keep trying to show her like things of mine, and she just doesn't give a shit yet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, something did uh, something kind of happened recently that I guess sort of goes along with that. So the local uh, high school was putting on um, SpongeBob the musical, mm-hmm. um, and then we've befriended our neighbors. So their son goes there, and uh, the mother asked us if we wanted to go. So I, we we took Winnie to go see it, and I've been she loved it, and she t- keeps asking me if I wrote it. And I was like, no, but I wrote the TV show. Do you want to watch that? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, can can you introduce me to Jonathan Colton, Dad? (laughs) Please. (laughs) The local high school was advertising, like, they have, like, a a TV station at the high school. And they were showing, you know, things, uh, coming attraction or whatever for the play. And then they showed the writers for it. Like, I guess they wikied it. But they wikied the wrong thing. So I came up as the writer of the thing. Wow. So my neighbor came over and she was like, did you write the SpongeBob musical? And I wanted to lie and be like a big shot about it. But uh, no. You knew in your it heart. It wasn't you, You're very Colton. honest. You're very honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really like trying to find something in show business that will impress your children is really hard. Uh, and I... I like landed on something right before the pandemic that was such a fucking home run with my daughter, which was, uh, I have a friend named Brendan Hay, and he is a very nice, very funny comedy dude, uh, who is the boss of, or, or at least a sub boss of a cartoon show of gremlins that is coming out. Mm Mm-hmm. And my daughter loves Gremlins. And so he was like, you know, I heard that Grace is really into Gremlins. If she ever wants to, like, come by the office or something like that, she totally can. Like, it would, we'd be totally glad to have her. And I was like, my daughter's going to fucking love this. And then there was a global pandemic, guys. Mm. And, I like, the, the, the show is still going to come out, but they never had an office. Right. It wiped the office off the map. The only time I ever, I made an entire radio show with Pee Wee Herman and I couldn't convince my kids to care. <laughs> just tell, just both of you just tell your kids you made Minecraft. Whatever, they don't know. My Minecraft. <laughs> I made a, you know, Minecraft? That, that was me. <laughs> God. 
She, God. you know, she's only like been sort of sentient really for like a couple years now. She's just four. Right. So while we were in California, most of it was a uh, pandemic really for her. Sure, sure. So yeah, she never got to see anything. I couldn't never to never took her to a studio, never did anything. I mean, like speaking of Minecraft, Jordan, like Hodgman, there's a Minecraft TV show called Minecraft Story Mode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it still exists, but it, there's definitely a, a few seasons of it on Netflix or something. And when my kids were watching that, I like heard it in the background. I'm like, fuck, that's fucking Hodgman. And I went and told them they know Hodgman. Like he John has been in our house on multiple occasions. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of my best friends. And, like, they were completely unimpressed by the fact that a guy they know was on the TV show they were watching. I would have flipped out if I met a guy who was who was on the KTVU news. Uh, Nick Adams has the best version of this, and maybe he's told it on the show, but um, – uh, Nick Adams, repeat, former uh, famous recurring guest on this show, uh, has uh, worked on BoJack Horseman, and so he knows Will Arnett, and then he was walking with his kids and ran across Will Arnett, and he's like, hey, kids, let me introduce you to Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then I guess Will Arnett did the Batman voice for the kids, and they God fucking flipped. It. So, yeah. Uh, our old colleague, Julius Smith, who was the producer of uh, Bullseye long ago, and the producer of Judge John Hodron for a long time. Uh, her husband uh, was in the band The Aquabats, and um, he, he worked on Yo Gabba Gabba, uh, the television show that they made. He's he's not he's not in The Aquabats anymore, but I think he still works on their on their family of television products. Um, and he was one of the characters in Yo Gabba Gabba. One of the costume he was the voice of one of the costume characters. Uh, I don't remember I don't remember which one. I don't remember which one was which, frankly. But um, he was one of those guys. And one time Julia was telling me that, like, often friends of theirs who had kids in the Yo Gabba Gabba demographic would ask Adam, like, for their kid's birthday or something to, like, call and do the voice of Roby or whichever one of the uh, – Broby? <laughs> whichever one of the Yo Gabba Gabbas that, that Adam was. And he would do it, and she was like, and usually they cry. Wow. <laughs> usually they're upset by this. <laughs> Too confusing. I used to, like, when when I worked on um, SpongeBob uh, as a staff writer, they would do a lot of tours around Nickelodeon. And um, I used to enjoy – so our head writer was actually the voice of Plankton, this guy Doug Lawrence. He does Plankton. So when the tours oh. would come through, I'd constantly be like, hey, kids, you know who this is? So you'd have to go through doing the voice. This upsetting villain. (laughs) I'm just, let me put it this way. Jordan and I are available to make birthday calls as long as we're, as long as you're cool with us making your children cry. (laughs) I would be fine with that. Whether they know who we are or not, that will probably be the ultimate result of us calling them. We have one more momentous occasion. Let's hear it. Hey guys, this is Marissa calling in from New Hampshire for your long-running segment, How JJ Go Changed My Life. Well, about this time last year, I was listening to your podcast, and Jesse, you spoke about how impactful your dad's sponsor was on your life. 
that got me to thinking about the type of community in which I want my kids to grow up. And that, combined with a few other factors, made me get my butt to an AA meeting. And today is the one-year anniversary of my sobriety. It's been hard and wonderful, and life is so much better today than it was a year ago. Um, I just wanted to call and say thank you. I know that this show gets billed as a show about nothing, but all of that nothing is really real and really impactful. Um, So thank you. I love you guys. Love your show. Okay, first of all, love you too. Congratulations, one day at a time. Ben, I don't want to leave you out of this. Probably one of the other factors was Jellystone. <laughs> I mean, she mentioned that there were other factors. Great. Also, I, um, I'm, I'm a little, I don't want to like yeah. interrupt these good feelings, but um, I think she thought she was calling Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> She said this is billed as a show about which was famously right. and I don't and I don't right. know we don't know if you she know it's conf- and I, I know our to... number is one letter our one number off from Seinfeld so yeah. we're two oh six nine eight four four fun and he's two oh six nine eight four four fud <laughs> I don't know why he famously uh, loves Superman and Elmer Fudd Elmer Fudd yes. <laughs> So yeah, so I think this is probably just a just a. I mean, you know, congratulations. Call. I don't know if she'll ever hear this. She's right. probably just like looking for this call on Seinfeld reruns. Yeah, She's uh, probably play around watching Channel Twenty Four right now. Yeah, around eleven p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't they bringing me up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, if somebody knows this caller, they can relay this. Our you know our congratulations yeah. and our thanks to her and uh, yeah. Her family probably thanks her too. Everybody, everybody around her is probably grateful. And look, let me, I'll say this about this, Jordan. Mm-hmm. As somebody, you know, I, I grew up in a, I grew up in a family where, um, two of my three parental figures were in recovery. It really, a lot, the fact that they were in recovery, the fact that they got sober, it was like so essential to me growing up to have like a healthy and productive life. Like, if they had had the lives they had uh, before they got sober, when when I was around, um, or at least when I was when I was older, uh, like I, I don't think I I would have had the the chances and opportunities I had to have a happy, healthy life. And so I just want to say to this caller that like, if he had heard it, Kramer would be proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> and not just Kramer, but Newman, the soup Nazi, yeah. <laughs> Poppy, <laughs> all of the various ethnic caricatures that populate Seinfeld's New York. Sure. Would be proud of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you said you had three parental figures. Did you grow up in a thruple? Yes, I did grow up in a. No, my my father my father was remarried, so I I had a I had oh, a stepmother okay. as well. My both and both my father and stepmother were uh, were clean and sober. So. Um, uh, that was definitely an important, an important part of, an important part of my childhood for sure. Yeah. But think about how cool it would have been if it were, there was a thruple. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hot, 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 man. Definitely. If there was three people, I wish spent more time all together. It's my father, my stepmother and my mother. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely all really liked each other and got along great. <laughs> That'd have been hot. That'd have been hot. I mean, this, is, this was San Francisco in the... 80s and 90s, yeah. 80s or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that man. sexy times, man. Hot, it was San Francisco time, in the 80s. Time and hot town. Known 
for its punk rockers <laughs> on muni buses, for its whales in transparent aluminum enclosures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for its guys in space outfits wandering around <laughs> like fish out of water. Was that a thing? Just describing the plot of Star Trek for its oh, guys it's talking into Star computer mice. One of the five Hello, computer. we talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. Do you know that that guy is back? In the, uh, not that guy, sorry. Someone from that movie is back. Do you know the dude on the on the bus who plays his music too loud? Like he's playing punk rock music. Yeah, the punk rock guy, and then and then Spock murders him yeah. for playing music too loud. Yes, that dude is back in Picard this season. Whoa, of Picard. as no, the is as he the really bus punk rock guy? As the same no guy. way. Yes, swear the, to God. The story I heard about that that. I don't know if is right or not, is that that guy was a musician and they had him playing some like stock music that he felt was not authentic punk rock. So he wrote that song. Yeah, he is. I don't know if that's true. He is but, also um, like a famous, gosh, uh, he was like an important. Ooh, I'm remiss not remembering this and Star Trek nerds are going to get so mad at me and San Francisco nerds are going to get just as mad at me because it's the one thing that intersects in those things. Uh, he's either like a, in a really important ILM guy or a really important like Muppet guy. I can't remember which, but he worked on the production and was a real punk rock guy. And that's how he got that part. My, my friend Peter Hartlob is a columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle who um, he writes like uh, he's like in charge of their morgue. Like he, he goes and writes things based on the uh, based on old stuff that's appeared in the Chronicle and like like stuff that San Franciscans care about. Like he's written multiple big things about it's it's <laughs> the ice cream sandwich. Yes, absolutely. This is like the <laughs> okay. core of San Francisco identity is it's it based. <laughs> okay. Just think of it this way. We feel about it's it's the way you feel about a gabagool. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now or I, a canole. I get it now. Or the situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like he he wrote a big giant retrospective on that guy, like a like a history of that guy, uh, and that guy turned out to be a super cool dude. And that totally, you're right. You're totally right, Jordan. Like that was like his his band's music because he felt like the the stuff they gave him was too corny. Ben, I didn't know you were a I didn't know you were a Star Trek guy to the point where you're like watching the spinoffs. I'm watching. I watch them all. I watched every single one. I listened to uh, a Star Trek podcast. Wow. One by uh, you know there, there's one with uh, Andy Secunda and uh, oh yeah and, uh, Matt Myra and Matt Myra. Yeah, I listened to that. It listen, Ben. If there's a famous Star Trek podcast host, they've been on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ben, my best friend accidentally became a full-time professional Star Trek podcaster, so we're on board. Okay, 206-9844-FUN, jjgo at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Hey, were you a reader as a kid? Like, maybe you read a lot of fantasy novels... Or horse girl books. We know how it is. But now you're an adult and you miss reading. You're so busy and you can't figure out how to get back into books. We're Reading Glasses and we're here to help. Yeah, we'll give you advice to figure out what books you love or learn to stop reading books you don't even like. We're really big proponents of dumping that book. 
dump that book. But most importantly, we'll help you fall back in love with reading. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun. La, 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 la. Congratulations, you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. <laughs> wow. Well, this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. Wonderful. <laughs> It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch catch the wave! It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Ben Gruber, and I'm walking over here. He's walking. He's walking. Look, the guy's walking! Over here! Over there. There he is. Yeah, look let him at do me. his thing. Let him let do him, his let thing. Let the man walk, for God's sake. He just wants to walk <laughs> over here. Benjamin Gruber, it's been a joy to have you on the program. Are you going to send us some of those donuts? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'll send you some cider, some donuts, uh, a wing. I'm sure that'll travel well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the garbage plate from Rochester. I'll send oh, you the yeah. garbage plate. That'd be great. Oh, I'd love a garbage plate. What What do you got in what's in, What's in a garbage plate? What are the What are the elements? Uh, two hamburger patties, a split hot dog, uh, mac salad, I believe, and some sort of like a meat, like a very thin meat gravy of some sort, like like a or like a meat sauce, a very thin meat sauce over top. I'm loving. I'm loving most of this. I don't like the plate. Can we fit it into a sack? Can we fit this <laughs> all into a paper sack? It looks like it's got mustard and ketchup on top of it too. Oh, is that it? Okay, there you go. Hots and potats, fried potatoes, baked beans, hot dogs, onions, mustard, and meat sauce. Holy cow! This is so. This is like a. This is like a famous drunk food. This is like a yeah, like a, a regional specialty. Yeah. Well, yeah. The base <laughs> items are yeah. home fries, pasta salad, baked beans, mac and cheese, French fries, and other similar items. <laughs> then that's the other foundation. similar items. <laughs> then it's topped with either grilled Red Hots, cheeseburgers. <laughs> cheeseburgers. Wow. That's probably my – what would you say is your favorite topping? Cheeseburgers? Yeah. <laughs> that's like a top topping. Yeah. Kind of Sunday. Yeah. Let's love a steak on top. <laughs> yeah. And then meat sauce, onions, and bright yellow mustard. Wow. Often served with a soft roll or a few slices of white bread to sop up all the liquid. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm in for this. I'll sop. What a nightmare. <laughs> you, you'll eat Let's that do out of it. a sack. You Ooh, don't give a shit. I'll, I'm, a, I'm a simp for the sop. <laughs> <laughs> you are a famous sop simp. <laughs> I'm a sop simp over here. Sack Ooh. me, daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, I love absorbing things. Wait, can I go back to your meat sack for a second? I have to go back to your yeah, meat sack. please. But I insist. Did you have cutlery or were you just fisting the meat out of the bag? 
No, I was eating it with my hands. Okay, hundred percent eating it with my hands. Just, I was I'm, driving stiff. I have sanitary issues. <laughs> I'm concerned about uh, hygiene now. I have this tiny van and it has a stick shift, so I'm I'm working the clutch, moving between gears, and then reaching over to the passenger seat with my left hand, pulling handfuls of mm-hmm. of hot meat out of the bag. Like wet. It's like pretty wet meat. It's right? wet. It's juicy. Okay. I wouldn't say wet. Oh, this meat was so wet. It's oily, <laughs> you know. But I everyone knows, everyone who listens to the show knows I'm an oily boy. So your your stick shift now is just covered in carnitas goo? It it nurtures it nurtures the leather on the knob. Oh, so soft. Oh, it's so supple right, now. Right, right, right. You got to nurture the knob. Mhm. If you don't ju- if you don't get some if you don't get some oil on the knob, you're going to have trouble with chafing. <laughs> Ugh. I can't believe how smooth your knob is now. So nice. Smooth and porky. Look, if you're looking for a great animated children's program, why not check out Jellystone? Yeah. On which Ben is the story editor. It's very fucking funny, so you should just watch watch it with your watch it with the whole family. On HBO Max. It's every single Hanna-Barbera character ever created. A fight to the death. All in one show. <laughs> fucking yeah. Yogi Bear has a trident and a net. It's uh, it's all all of your favorite comedy folks do voices. Uh, a lot of famous uh, uh, guests of this program. You got a you got a Ron Funches in there. You got a Nicole Thurman. You got a Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, Tom Lennon hasn't been on the show, but he's Top Cat. He's very funny. Uh, it's great. All oh Dana Snyder. Dana Snyder's hilarious on <sighs> Jellystone. Dana Snyder, there's an unappre- underappreciated Jordan Jesse Go legend, Dana yeah. Snyder. We gotta get Dana. We back gotta have Snyder show. back. He's great, what a sweet guy. What a fucking funny dude. Yeah, he is so funny on the show. Yeah, uh, Jellystone. Jellystone is legit hilarious. Uh, it's great, just packed with dumb, dumb jokes and sight gags and uh, fun songs. It's great. It's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's a living. It's a living. <laughs> the Flintstones garbage disposal would say. <laughs> Did we talk about that on the air or beforehand? Sorry if we talked about it beforehand, and that's confusing. I don't remember. <laughs> Our theme music is "Love You" by it the Free Design. <laughs> Whatever. What is a podcast if yeah. not saying things? Two zero six nine eight four four fun. JJ go at maximumfun.org. Our theme music "Love You" by the Free Design. Thanks to the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Uh, Brian Sunny D Fernandez is our producer. On the stream this evening, Valerie Moffat, uh, go go subscribe to the Max Fun YouTube channel on Sunday evenings. We've been uh, live streaming this thing. Look, when do we start? When we're ready. When the guest's microphone is working and all that shit. That's when we start. Okay? We're doing our best. You're lucky. You're lucky that we give you this gift. The gift of our the gift of our beautiful pusses. Oh, my punum. My beautiful punum that they're saying. My Shana punum. Hey, I'm talking here. <laughs> I said sop simp earlier and I'm grossed out, honestly. So <laughs> we, we found hey, my look, limit. You said sop simp earlier and I'm already texting Brian to design a t shirt. So uh that's all. Look, uh maximumfun.reddit.com uh on Instagram at Jordan David Morris at put dot this dot on on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne. Uh, follow us on those social medias. Like us on Facebook. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.